It was on a Tuesday. It was March 17th in the year 2020 when six-time Super Bowl champion Tom Brady announced that his 20 years in New England was over. At that time, it was reported that the skies darkened and no sun has been seen ever since. Hi, I'm Chris May, host of This Day in Weather History, a podcast from the Weather Network in Canada. The accounts I have just described to you can only be compared to what happened three centuries ago in parts of North America. Another truly strange event that also turned morning to night, this day in weather history. Right, uh, so the opening of today's episode is obviously a myth and legend and a bit of embellishment. Well, except for the part where Tom Brady leaves the Pats and then that same year wins the Super Bowl with Tampa. That part was real, but I digress. This story, to this day, continues to be wrapped in mystery. Today we will attempt to discover what caused the Dark Day. The Dark Day, as it is known, happened on May 19th, but way back in the year 1780 in New England as well as the eastern parts of an English territory that would one day come to be known as Canada. Midway through the morning of this day in weather history, the sky turned a creepy jaundice yellow. Animals began to run for cover and the darkness started to overtake the land. People turned to lighting candles and because After all, this is the year 1780. (laughs) They did the only thing they knew to do in a case just like this. They prayed. By noon, it was night. People freaked. Is it the end of the world? Don't laugh. I will grant them a glimmer of understanding because during the preceding days, the sun and moon had been glowing red. You see, even I would have been, okay, (laughs) what's going on? And no one really knows. It was so long ago, and the country had only been independent of the crown for four years, so they were really just still, you know, finding their footing as a people in a foreign land. However, can that excuse how for the past over 240 years, historians and scientists still argue how this unfolded? Oh, there are many theories, and many of them, as you would expect, are whack and dismissed outright. You know, the ones that include aliens, the gods, time portals. (laughs) But how about the more sane suspicions? Uh, Those including volcanic eruption, fire, or a meteor strike? We explore these hypotheses next, but first. Remember that this day in weather history can be enjoyed a number of ways. Right now, you are listening to the full version of today's story on your favorite podcast provider, but there is also the daily podcast video short. They are shot right here in my podcast recording studio, so you get that perspective, and oftentimes they will include visuals from that day's event, from when it happened, in weather history. So after listening to the full story, go check out the podcast video short on television or online anytime at theweathernetwork.com forward slash weather history. So, what really happened? Let's go through the leading causes that were actually possible and then rule them out one by one and hopefully we can land on the pin closest to the proverbial cup. Meteorologists in England suggest that a cloud with enough density can settle low enough to the ground to trigger street lamps to come on and cause drivers to turn their headlamps on too. We've seen this, but no. It has been shown to have been unlikely enough of a cover or longevity to result in the accounts that were logged from that dark day. 
So what about a full solar eclipse? Yeah, that'll do it. Nope, that was ruled out fast because there was simply no record of that actually happening then. <laughs> and even if it did occur, this would only have lasted for minutes and not hours of total blackout. Hey, we just did a whole episode on Mount St. Helens and the massive plume of ash that covered the Pacific Northwest. Did a volcano do it? Survey says... No, there was no record of volcanic activity in 1780. A meteorite. Rats, no, ruled out as well. Scientists believe that the answer to possibly solving this case can actually be found in the trees. Academics at the University of Missouri's Department of Forestry analyzed tree trunks found in the area of this occurrence in New England. It is here where prevailing westerly winds would come in from, and in the rings of the trunks, they found signs of fire scarring that dated back to that period. Then, couple that with evidence of a severe drought that happened at that very same time right there, and you now have a much higher potential for fires. If there was a fire with those westerly prevailing winds, then you would have had it blowing around, thus spreading the fire over a larger area. And with it being only 1780 and really no population density yet, a fire here would have been very quick to spread with a ton of fuel. And that could have darkened the skies above where people had settled, blackening out their skies and turning day into night quickly. That would also explain the red sun and moon for the days prior and that yellow hue on the day the skies went dark and the animals running away. There you go, mystery solved. Well, maybe. <laughs> We're still only speculating because I submit that records would have been about as sketch as an artist's idea pad from the pen of whoever took those records back in 1780 in New England on this day in weather history. Tomorrow is May 20th, and we cover the events that surrounded the devastation of the F5 tornado that tore through and tore up Moore, Oklahoma. Our team of storm hunters were there for it, and we will hear their accounts tomorrow on this day in weather history with me, your host, Chris May.